gift. <laughs> Pittsburgh? Let's get it. Let's go. Four, one, two. Check, check. If you steal a gang, then you bang, 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 bang. If you with the team, then you gang, bang, gang, gang. If you steal a gang, then you bang, 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 bang. If you with the team, then you gang, bang, gang. Still a nation, what's going on? This your man Cat Vizy here. This is episode 99 of the Stills for Seven podcast. The Steelers got the dub yesterday. Man, it looked amazing. The first team looked good. Second team looked good to some degree. Third team looked all right. It was overall a good day, man. But we're going to break this game down and look forward to the short week because got Atlanta up next. And this is some guy's last opportunity. But... Let's get into this Bills game, man. First quarter, early on, you can tell that Kenny Pickett, he looks like a pro, comfortable. It looked like a four-year vet. Look like a five-year vet in there, to be honest. Someone that just got his second contract. Like, that's how he looked. He looked very poised when he moved out the pocket. He, made, he didn't make any crazy throws. All the throws was... You know, you can make plays on it as an offense. So, Kenny looked good coming out. But the kicker is Najee, you know, he had a couple runs, three yards, four yards. These small gains. But then here comes Jalen Warren. Boom! 62-yard touchdown run. It was a six-play, 86-yard touchdown drive. But Jalen Warren getting that long touchdown only... It's like kind of like put his position in concrete that he's going to come in. He's going to possibly make the home run play. Um, big games and whatnot when Najee is doing the the hard labor, the in-between the tackles, tiring the guys down type of thing. But that was a good drive. That was a good drive. Defense come out and was... So some things that stuck out in that drive was Levi Wallace had a tackle for loss. That's good to see from the cornerbacks. If the cornerbacks can make a play, the DBs in general, but if the cornerbacks can make plays in the run game, that is always a plus. Defenses can't be great without cornerbacks that can tackle and make those type of plays. Um, later, on, later on in that drive, T.J. Watt and Cam caused some pressure. To Josh Allen made him uncomfortable to throw the ball away and was resulting to a fourth down. And then, whew, this kid right here, talking about explosive. He's explosive. His impact on the team. It's, we have a couple guys like that that has an impact on the team. I believe, if I could think off the top of my head, I can name maybe three guys, two for sure. One of these guys for sure is Calvin Austin. We're seeing that that missing piece. We granted we got more pieces from last year, like from last year to now, but we're miss, we was missing that speed element. And man, Calvin Austin, whether it's a long pass or a punt return, he's gonna make something happen. He didn't score on his punt return. It was a 54-yard punt return. You know, he didn't take it to the house, but no matter what, 54 yards is good. Is good. 
and we was able to capitalize off that. The next play with Kenny Pickett caught Pat Fryer move for 25 yards. Touchdown right in the middle. It looked good. It looked vintage, like a Pat Fryer move type of touchdown. You know, catch it, contact, bounce off the guy, land in the end zone. You know, so just like that, the Steelers is up 14-0. And at that point, Coach Mike T, he said, I'm done with the offense, the first team that's good enough. And we didn't see any more of those guys, man. <laughs> so Kenny Pickett, he finished the game with three or four, 43 yards, and a touchdown. Jalen Warren had that one carry for 62 yards. Najee had two carries for six yards. Um, George Pickens had a catch for eight yards. And, you know, Pat Frymouth had that. You know, so it, and Allen Robinson had a, a catch for 10 yards. He had two targets. Yeah, so it was tough to get a lot of production from the receiver just because the plays we made were splash, significant plays. So you couldn't really get a good workload from the receivers and Kenny Pickett. He only had to throw three you know, four times, and the four times he threw, at the end of the day, we are at 14-0. So, in the playoff, I mean, not playoff game, in the preseason game. So, what more can you ask for? What more can you ask for? I think next week, based off how Coach was speaking at, in the press conference, this week we want to see a little bit more of Kenny in the first team. Um probably going to touch base on that a little bit more as we get further along in the week. But just to keep things moving, um, the middle linebackers yesterday, all of them, they played a good part and in the run game. You know, I've seen uh, Roberts. He's, he stuffed the run for minimum gain. This drive, I'm not sure if it was this drive or another drive, it might have been the next drive. But Alex Highsmith had a great, I don't want to say excellent, but he had a very, 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 very good performance today um, for the snaps he had. Um, you see him get a hand on Josh Allen. Josh Allen ended up throwing the ball. I think he ended up completing it. I'm not too sure. You notice that T.J. Watt was triple team on that play. Um, that's what you're, you're going to see that, guys. You're going to see... TJ get doubles, triples. So everyone else got the opportunity to eat. Alex Highsmith is going to have a lot of single one-on-ones because you're not going to want to double him and double or triple TJ because now you're just going to let the young, the, the guys in the middle eat. can't eat. You know, so it's, you got to pick your poison, man. If you're going to have to leave Alex Highsmith single, like only one guy on him, you're asking a lot of your offensive linemen to watch the blind side of his quarterback. Uh, you know, for the right-handed quarterbacks for the most part. But you see on a play later, play or two later, you see um, Ken O'Neill. He gets in the backfield, but he ended up missing the tackle. It was nice. He timed it right. He just didn't get the tackle. 
but it did cause, you know, someone else to get the tackle. And, you know, that's good. If you can't make the play, at least put yourself in a position or put the other, the ball character in a position where someone else makes a play for you. So even though he didn't make the tackle, that was good getting in the backfield to kind of alter the running back's movement. And then you notice, start to notice the number number 51 out there, <laughs> Nick Herbig. He started to make things happen. He gets a hand on Josh Allen. Josh Allen did a great job, uh, for the most part, getting away from guys. But you know that. You expect that from Josh Allen. He's a superstar quarterback. And one of his pluses or good traits is basically breaking tackles, man. Like, we've seen it for a long time with Big Ben. Josh Allen does the same type of things in that regard. Um, so, but Nick Herbert, you know, he definitely got a hand on Josh Allen, made Josh Allen kind of rush his decision. And then this is a good drive, actually, from Marcus Golden. You see him around the play. Basically, the whole drive. You see he almost gets a sack. And I believe they called holding on that play. He still ended up getting a hand on Josh Allen, but he was held. So imagine if he wasn't held. he would have. It would have been a sack, man. So Marcus Golden had a good drive. He showed up. Um on a lot of parts of the game. But on that punt drive, you see the Steelers. Special teams, I guess special teams, definitely a lot of credit. They, Danny Smith, had, he got them guys over there ready to play because they were making plays all game in certain parts of special teams, man. Miles um, Killebrew, he ended up getting his hand on a punt, blocked it a little bit. You know, and, you know, it, it, it did, I'm trying to remember how far the punt was, but it wasn't as, it wasn't a clean punt. You know, it still had a good position. Now you see Mitch is in. Mitch had a little better game than the first one. And we'll get into Mason a little bit later, but Mitch did enough for today to kind of erase with. Mason did last week in a way. And that's just my opinion, just looking at how things played out, right? But Mitch, so far, his favorite target is Cody White. You see him pass it to him a lot. Cody White was able to get a pass interference call on one of his on one of his uh targets. So and I I seen this a lot. Um the stiller receivers were able to generate P.I. calls throughout this game. You don't know if it was good on our receivers end or just the lack of discipline in a way from the Bills because this is something they was heavily penalized in this game. Something that you don't really see too much. And when you see it, you kind of appreciate it because the Steelers don't really get the calls going in their favor certain times. So when you see it, you kind of appreciate it a little bit, man. <laughs> For real. But then... After that pass interference call, you see that Anthony McFarlane, he had 12 yards on a screen pass. Looked pretty good. Anthony McFarlane, he had a couple good plays. And I, I can tell that as the starting line got out, 
the second line came in and it wasn't too uh, let me how can I put it? It wasn't too it wasn't as good as the first one as far as running goals. Wasn't able to get too many good runs from the backs after the first team got out. But you've seen a few. You've seen a few, man. Because on, later on that drive, you've seen Anthony McFarlane also had an eight-yard catch. You know, it was a good drive by him overall. But this is one thing. Like I said, the special teams, they came to play. But this was consistent. This is what I believe we drafted the guy for, um, for him to be this type of punter. Presley Harvin was pinning the Bills in inside the 15 on the, I, w- I want to say like almost all of them was kind of like inside the 15 no matter where he was at man Presley Harvin was definitely getting it done um, he ended up pinning the bills in the at the 11 yard line um, on that drive that defensive drive you see Alex Highsmith start to turn up a little bit he had great coverage on Diggs where he actually was there with Diggs <laughs> you know smacked the ball out of his hand and everything and right after that Alex Highsmith end up getting the sack. So Alex Highsmith, man, just keep proving that, yo, him getting the bread was worth it. And you're only going to see his production get better from last year. Just because the game, it seems a little easier. He found his strength and he's starting to maximize on those things. Then, you know, you see, you start to notice little things. Like up until this point, Kendrick Green had a better performance than his first one because early on in the first game, Kendrick Green, he was he wasn't doing too well, man. But I want to say the first part of the game when he was in, he was playing pretty good. He ended up having some hiccups later on. Probably get into that, but Kendrick Green overall had a little better game than the first game. And Mitchell kept slinging it out there. You know, catching Gunner for a first down. And then he ended up getting sacked a little bit later. It was just a great play on the DN for the Bills. Presley Harvin punched the ball again. He pins the Bills at the 15-yard yard line. But that ended up getting a flag, illegal formation. So, you know, they ended up getting some more yards off of that. But Presley Harvin did what he was supposed to do in as far as punting, <laughs> you know. But later on that drive, you start to see more things from our – Middle linebackers, man, Cole Holcomb and Ann Roberts, he got they combined on a tackle for loss. You know, so those guys in the middle was making some plays, man. They weren't perfect throughout the game, but I honestly, honestly feel like that was kind of a little more on the D-line D than the middle linebackers. Like, as the game went along, a few runs kind of got away from guys, but it wasn't too bad at all. It wasn't too bad at all. Late at night, got sloppy. I'm a visionary, man. I feel I've seen it all. 
Everybody talk tall, but them niggas is small. Tryna stack my chips, tryna make sure that we haul. Haul up the big bucks and y'all niggas is fall. Y'all niggas is fall, I ain't pray for that. Other hand, y'all pray for mine, so fuck that, this my time. I'ma make you love the grind. Yeah, I see that you hate, but it don't matter to us, cause Vinci Gang Gang plays all day. Later on, you see Trenton Thompson. He had a pick last game, the first game. You see him getting hurt, making a tackle in the middle of the field. He ended up running off the field. He ended up coming back to the play. But Trenton Thompson, on a few occasions in this game, was definitely around the play, if not made a play. So he's definitely – there's a lot of guys on his level as far as the depth chart and on the team that's making – a claim to try to be on a practice squad or on someone else's team, you know. Um, the unfortunate part about it is the fact that we have so we're so deep at these positions that some guys is just not going to make the team, you know, no matter how good they play. But they can at least make something crack where another team looks at them. I didn't get his name. I'm going to look it up at some point. But number 45, um, there was a little two, three play stretch where he was starting to do some things. I think his name Nadoke or something like that. I'm not too sure. But his number number was 45. He got pressure. He forced a bad throw. And, you know, the next two or three plays, he was, you noticed them after. And then you got the good, you got the good play. You see Cole Holcomb, he tips the ball. He could have got the pick, but, you know, ended up turning to a tip drill. And Elijah Riley was there in the end zone to get the interception. He looked like he wanted to run it, but, he, you know, everybody was like, yo, chill out, just get down, just get down. But that was a great tip drill. Um, I know Cole Holcomb really wanted to catch that, but the at the end of the day, a Pittsburgh Steeler got under it to catch it. For the interception, man. The defense did a great job of make, getting a lot of turnovers in this game. First team, second team, and third team. Um, it was like the Bills were making mistakes, and we made them pay for it. That's what you like to see. Because it's good. It's a good thing to force turnovers, but it's even better when you capitalize off the opportunities that the other team give you. And the Steelers was able to do that a couple of times today and, and not today, in the game yesterday, you know. Coming back on offense, you see Cody White and Calvin Austin get back-to-back first downs by Mitch. Mitch was kind of, you know, doing his thing. He had a good run at some point in this game. Um, can't pinpoint when. Um, you saw later on that drive. Spencer Anderson ended up getting the holding penalty. At this point, Spencer Anderson was playing on the right side. I think it was right tackle at the time. You know, and then, like I said, special teams. Presley Harvin came back with another punt. And he pinned the Bills inside the 10-yard line. I believe it ended up being at the 6-yard line. And 
you know, making the Bills start from that far on their side of the field, you know, things can happen. You know, a couple plays later, guess what? The man that we've been waiting for to play, you know, PZ Jr., a.k.a. Joey Pointer Jr., you know, he ended up getting his interception. It was clean. I can just say the quarterback honestly just didn't see him. But Joey Porter Jr. was able to lock in on it, make the play, make the catch, you know. And it was great seeing him get the opportunity after missing the first game. So his first game back, well, it's not really back, but his first game out there, he was able to make some type of splash play. So that's dope. You, It makes you feel confident that the more reps he gets, it's only going to make him much better. And you see what happened when, like I said, the other team makes the mistake. You know, he was able to capitalize off that. And you see a couple times where he, you know, he ended up making a couple good plays on the ball and stuff like that or just good coverage in general. But that interception was like, all right, Joey Porter Jr. is here. This is something we can see in the season. You can't just pick on him. He's going to, you know, try to make something happen. But it was good to see. You end up seeing him give the ball to his dad later on, Peasy. And still a nation out there. Peasy was on the team when I was a youngin', you feel me, watching the team. You know, he was the one talking crazy, making headlines that would be in the newspaper. Y'all remember that? The newspaper, you know, he'll make the headlines saying, yo, they soft. They, they this, they that, they can't beat us. And we would have to back it up. The guys would have to back it up, you know. So seeing his son out there getting started and making an impact is dope to see, man. You got to love it. You got to love it. Later on, you get to see the big guy, the big man, Darnell Washington. They like to call him Mount Washington. You feel me? He was able to cause two pass interferences in the uh, red zone. This is something that uh, you can honestly say is going to happen often if he's in. Because if you look at the pass interference calls, they were blatant. The DB just didn't want him to get the ball. So that's something to look at. Even though he didn't get a touchdown or anything of that nature, we end up getting like six plays out of that. You know, so before, you know, end up getting the – Touchdown. Mentioned I'm throwing the touchdown pass to Connor Hayward three yards. But we couldn't run it in at all. We couldn't run it at all. And the opportunities we got to throw it up to the big man, he got the PI calls, got the first downs, was able to make things work. So but yeah, mention of making making it count, getting that touchdown to Connor Hayward, another guy who if you think about it is another X factor. He's one of those three, like him. And you can add Darnell Washington as an X factor too because in situations like that where he can generate pass interference calls just because of his size, it's like, all right, that's something we can use in the red zone for a long time <laughs> and even use him at a decoy at some point when we get real good at it. But, yeah, that was dope. Um, so shout out to Mitch, shout out to Connor Hayward for making it count, getting the touchdown. 
Flip side, you see Mark Robinson have a good tackle. Mark Robinson, just looking at him this year compared to what I saw last year, it looked like he has his feet under him as a linebacker. Um, last year, you saw that he didn't really have his feet. He was kind of his. It's hard to describe. It was like he was whiffing on tackles, but you can tell he's only whiffing because he didn't have the right feet, you know, the right step, like stepping as as a middle linebacker. But this year, he's definitely much better at that. Saw him break down and make a couple of tackles, some for a loss, some for minimum gain, or just when a receiver catches it, he just makes the tackle. He looks a lot more comfortable just going around. But the miscues from the Bills and the and the defense capitalizing just kept happening, man, because Sheldon Sullivan, he tips the ball to himself. Amazing play. I, I know it's on the highlights. Y'all check that out. Amazing play. He ended up getting the interception. And that's what you need. That's what you need from a defense when you have a young offense on the other side. Kenny's looking like a four-year, five-year vet. And it's only early, but he's looking like that right now. But he's still young at the end of the day. So when your defense can say, hey, man, let me give you as many chances as possible, you got to love it, man. And uh, Shandon. Sullivan, like, he's making his way. He's trying to make uh, carve out a role for himself on his team. So that was dope to see him get that off. Then you end up seeing Gunner causes a P.I. pass interference. You know, that's just something, like I said, you've seen a lot in the game where the Bills were getting hit with penalties left and right, left and right, left and right. You know, so guys was able to capitalize. You know, and this is where you started to see a little dip um, in this game, and it started to see a little repeat of the first game. Uh, Kendrick Green ended up getting a holding call, and that ended up causing the Steelers to end up getting a field goal. So Boz was hitting his field goal. Salute to Boz. He hit all his field goals today. And like I said, man, you seen when the defense out there, you just see Mark Robinson a little more comfortable playing football as a linebacker, man. Um, and, you know, someone on the Bills, Tommy Doyle, ended up getting carted off, you know, getting hurt. So they paused the game. Then, you know, when they come back, you see Trent Thompson. He gets beat, but um, he gets beat. His man makes the catch in the middle of the field. He makes someone miss, but you see that Trent Thompson didn't quit. And he ended up making the tackle downfield. And that's good to see because the, the the guy didn't quit. He got beat. And he just didn't he didn't pout you know, or let the guy get extra yards. He kept going, ended up making the tackle. You know, that could have possibly saved the touchdown. You don't know what was gonna happen, but he ended up making the play downfield. And you know, Trent Thompson was a guy that was around. You've seen his number a lot when he was on the field. Um, you've seen a good play by David Perales. He ended up getting a tackle for no gain. And then you started to see number 51 again. <laughs> he came out there. He had a strip sack. And Tanner, uh, Tanner Moose, he ended up starting to, he started to make some plays around this time too. But he ended up getting the uh, the fumble recovery after Nick Herbie ended up getting the sack. 
you know, um, it didn't. I believe at that point Mitch was done for the day. So if I can see Mitch numbers, Mitch was 10 of 13 for 78 yards and a touchdown. So Mitch wasn't too bad. He wasn't too bad. He was able to get a lot of work in in this game compared to the other two. You know, um, anything else that sticks out from the second team? Mm. Mitch had two runs. That's about it. Anthony McFarland didn't have a very good game on the ground. Nine yards for two. Car I mean, excuse me, nine carries for two yards. Yeah, he didn't have too much room to work with. The offensive line at that point was again a good push in the middle. Um, but you did see Gunner get a lot of work. Five catches for 41 yards. You know, Anthony McFarland had two catches, 18 yards. You know, Darnell Washington had a catch. But that was basically it as far as that goes. And then you see Mason's crew come out. And then you see another back, Xavier Valade. He ended up getting a 22-yard catch and run. That was a pretty good play from him. Mason ran for a first down. You know, Daniel getting sacked later in that drive. When you see Boss come back out, get the field goal continuing the special teams play that was amazing then you see Tanner Moose he comes out and he starts balling after getting that fumble recovery to start turning up you get a tackle for minimal gain then Nick Herbig wasn't done he got a nice tackle for loss then you see a couple plays later Mark Robinson had a big hit like I say he was playing very very comfortable then you see a good play by James Pierre he had great coverage and it resulted into an incomplete pass. Then you see Isaiah Riley in a batting the down, batting down a ball on third down, causing fourth down. Stills get the ball back. And then, you know, the continue of the bad play ended up happening with Kendra Green. Another bad snap that resulted into a fumble that the Steelers end up losing. You see Mason, uh, another a couple other things that stood out for the rest of the game. Mason, the gunner for a first down. Uh, the running back, Bell. I think his name Greg Bell. Yeah, Greg Bell. He had a good few runs on it on the drive. Percy Harvin had another good punt. He pinned the Bills at the nine-yard line. Tanner Muse was still balling out there. Lavert Hill, you know, the, him and Tanner Muse had a nice Bat down for third down and cause fourth down, man, to get a punt to get the Steelers the ball back. And, you know, the Mason and them didn't really do too much. When the Steelers punt, last thing I got down here for the game was Presley Harvin had a 51-yard punt, pinned the Bills down to the nine-yard line. And then Des Fitzpatrick, he had a shoestring tackle to basically stop the returner for having any type of impact, man. It was basically as soon as he caught it, shoe string tackle, maybe a two-yard gain, you know. And there wasn't too much more from the game that stood out 
But early on in the game, and you see Coach talk about it, it was good that the offense had that productivity. Like, you can see that in Mike, Coach Mike Tomlin kind of alluded to it a little bit. He wanted to see more. But when you have plays like the one-yard, 62-yard run from Jalen Warren, and then you have the interception, excuse me, you have the, the Calvin Austin punt return for 50-some yards, and then Kenny Pickett throws it to Pat Fryer move. It's like, what more can you ask for, you know? It's one of them situations that, all right, you guys did a good job, but, you know, let's get you out of here because you, you had that production. Whereas, like, if the guys wasn't scoring or didn't have that those splash plays right there, we would have saw more from our offense. But it played out the way it played out. You end up seeing guys that normally probably wouldn't have got working, like Tanner Morgan. You know, he ended up coming in the game. He didn't get, you know, he, his stats was zero. He was out there, though. He got sacked. But <laughs> you saw him, he gets some burn. You know, uh, Darius Hagens got burned, was able to get some burn. Um, you know, Zach Gentry had a, pet, a catch. You know, you just seen a lot. Kenny Robinson had a couple good plays. I didn't say his name throughout the whole thing, but he had a couple good plays, tackles. tackles. You know, you've seen a lot of guys, like I said, Tanner, Tanner Muse. He stood out for a little point point of the game. Nick Herbig stood out. Cole Holcomb stood out. Mark Robinson stood out to me. Um, Alex Highsmith, Isaiah Lottermilk, uh, Eladon Roberts, Marcus Golden. Like, a lot of these guys really stood out. And I think number 45 was Toby Naduke. I think that was his name. Laquan Alexander didn't have one of those plays, but... You know, he was in the mix. He got things done, you know. And like I said, you saw Joey Porter Jr. get the get the pick. Three interceptions, Sullivan, Porter, and Riley. Punt returns, you've seen Anthony McFarlane out there. You've seen kick returns. You see, I mean, excuse me, on the kick return, you saw Anthony McFarlane out there. Punt returns, you saw Calvin Austin and Gunner. So... We didn't see, I forgot my man's name from the first game. We didn't see him back there at all. So we just, I guess we just wanted to see how the number one and number two guy fared out. And it's kind of hard to deny what Calvin Austin was able to do. Well, Gunner didn't do too bad, averaged 26 yards um, per return. I mean, excuse me, 12 yards of return on two returns. Boz hit both his field goals, two for two. Presley Harvin averaged 38 um, yards a, a punt inside of 25 times. I've hit the five times that he punted. So every time in the five, he ended up punting inside the 20. Like I said, you saw a lot where I said inside the 15 for real, if you want to be like that. Longest being the 52-yarder, which was that last one. You know, um, if you want to compare the punting, because I'm like making a big deal of the Presley Harvin, Presley Harvin situation. On the other side, Sam Martin, he had five punts, 
but only one of those was in, you know, inside the 20. So, you know, all that matters, man. All that matters gives the defense time to kind of have the other team's offense in the corner where it's not too many answers when you back there that far, man. So that's definitely dope, man. The Steelers look very good. The, actually, the fans, the fans was pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. The fans was pretty dope. Fans was loud. You would have thought it was a freaking regular season game. Like You would have thought it was Monday night football or something like that, man. Like, it was dope. It was dope, man. We see Atlanta next. Gonna get more into that. Wasn't like I said, it wasn't too many guys that got hurt. Um, that was like something significant. You know, prayers out to my man on the Bills, Boyle Doyle. I think his last name Doyle. He got hurt. He got carted off and whatnot. So hopefully he's straight and first team to go for it. It's good seeing the Bills versus the Steelers, man. Because when you watch the game. You know, the presentation, they always like to bring up the friendship of Mike Tomlin and Sean McDermott being college teammates (laughs) turned NFL coaches, you know, top-tier NFL coaches in the league. And this is a lot of respect there. And you see the chess match during the games, man. So it's always good to see things like that. Still is in the pulling it out. It's going to be interesting to see how the Sills react in a short week going against Atlanta. I believe they play Friday. I believe the Sills play on Friday. I'm not too sure. But they got to leave early. For, I got to check that out, though. But they leave early. Let me see. While I got y'all here. Because if it's Thursday, that would be a little crazy for that to be um, the next game. The 24th. Oh, wow. That's four days from now. So, actually, that actually might be Thursday. Let me. Yeah. The Steelers play on Thursday, man. Against the Atlanta Falcons. So, probably definitely touch back back with you guys with this. In a couple of days, maybe Wednesday, throw out another another show. It'll be show number one hundred. But overall, I would like to say my top five performances for this build game. If I end it all, and this is no order, right? I'm gonna just name five people. One, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett showed that. He's very comfortable in the offense to the point where, and, you know, it's it's not just him. It's everyone just having a grasp of the offense where it's like, okay, we can start making plays that really work, like big plays. So Kenny Pickett's up there. Jalen Warren, even though he had one carry, it just, he just made the best out of that situation. The middle linebackers. You know, it's too many to name. The outside linebackers, the linebackers in general, let me say that. I'm going to use three as the linebackers, right? Just how they were making plays. Um, The deep, see, it's tough. It's tough. 
It's tough, man, because I can say the DBs, but it's, at this point, you can say the whole defense. But let me just pick individual players, right? Let me give you five individual players that I felt was the, the bright spots of the game. One, Kenny Pickett. Two, Jalen Warren. Three, Nick Herbig. Four, Alex Highsmith. And five, Calvin Austin. Now, y'all can let me know y'all five. You know, I'll possibly make a video explaining that part a little bit more. But, yeah, those are the five names that popped out. And there's plenty of guys, man. You can trade anyone. I feel the only one that's kind of concrete and all that is Nick Herbig. Y'all can't take him out, man. That kid is balling, 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 balling. It's funny because with him, you can see it on tape. You can see all that on tape, like his college tape coming in. You're like, yeah, if he can, if he can, like, kind of hold up against these big, big guys, big tackles, man, he gonna wreck some havoc and just think he's not starting. So when he come in for one of the guys, that offensive lineman is like, you think you're gonna get some a, a relief or a break? He's faster than both of the guys. Nick Herbig is pretty fast, man. He That tackle for loss, you got to see his speed for real. And if you didn't, go check out the tackle for loss he had, man. Um, basically caught the guy from the, the other side, the weak side. Just caught him to get it a make it a tackle for loss. But Nick Herbig is definitely balling. I would like to see him a little bit more. And... I guess against better competition, maybe. But I guess that will probably have to wait until maybe. I don't know. It might be the next game. Who knows? TJ might not play. Alex might not play. One of the two guys may not play where you get to see Nick. Because it's decision time in this game. It's it's kind of hard to tell what direction they're going to really go, you know. Do the starters get a quarter? Do they get – unless they make something really happen – like they did in this game. Mm. I don't know, guys. We're going to follow it as we get closer. Like I said, next episode, we'll be able to have a little more concrete answer what's going on. But it's your man, Catvizzi. I appreciate you guys for sticking around. You know, episode 99 is great. Episode 100 is around the corner. You know, it could be a big celebration, but nah, we're going to keep it moving, man. We're going to keep it moving. we got plenty more episodes to go. It's a long season. Make sure you guys share this thing. Make sure you like, share, subscribe on the YouTube. You know, hit the link tree if need be. Follow me everywhere at Kevizy, K-E-V-E-Z-E, for those who don't spell well. But you know I don't judge. Make sure you follow Stills for 7 Podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube Stills for Seven Podcast. You know, follow the Stills for Seven Podcast Instagram, Stills for Seven Podcast, and Stills for Seven Pod on X. You know, we like you no, know, formerly known as Twitter. So it's not podcast. It's Stills for Seven Pod. You know, so salute to everyone that time that tapped in, man, on VSN. It's VSN all day. Shout out to the family. We putting in work. And if you got any questions or you got any remarks or if you want to be on a future episode, just let me know. Just hit me on any of the platforms, man. We can chop it up. Shit, man. Kevizy, I am out of here.
level going back moving four years that though life always tough for the real we don't crack though cause we always solid i'm for real this is facts yo cause we always solid i'm for real yo that's facts only time i switch is in the lane or the strap ten toes down shorty head ain't worth a stack bg cool niggas don't be fooled you get smacked and shit little niggas fans everything they always clapping shit the way these niggas move in the street think they activists training since a youngin with the gun with the plastic tip some go for years with the strap still ain't accurate cause they keep on shooting marvel movie it's a pack event be a strategist think clearly nigga why the fuck would you come near me if you a fraud type i'd rather be on all white on a yacht having the time of my life venture gang dog we do strive to the top y'all niggas i gon' always flop cause you not solid Watch niggas change up when you stop pulling out that wallet. I'm never going back, moving four years that though. Life always tough for the real, we don't crack though. Cause we always solid, I'm for real, this is facts, yo. Cause we always solid, I'm for real, yo, that's facts. Only time I switch is in the lane or the strap. Ten toes down, shorty head ain't worth a stack. BG cool niggas, don't be fooled, you get smacked and shit. Little niggas, fans, everything, they always clapping shit.